something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody! Welcome to Mini Crush, it, the two days before Christmas edition. Ho ho ho! It is December twenty third. No, is it? Oh, it's not really. Oh, you're doing the podcast time thing. It's really December fourth. <sighs> Did I just ruin it for everyone? Meh, no, not really. Did you like my uh, Tim Allen ho 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 ho? I don't get that. What? Remember? Uh, Tim Allen, uh, Home Improvement. I know the guy. He would go, ho, 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 ho. He would do that on Home Improvement? He would do that, yeah. I never saw an episode of Home Improvement. He would go, <laughs> And I never saw the Santa Claus movies, which is what You're going to shame me for having not seen Elf, and you haven't seen the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus always struck me as a children's movie. Isn't Elf kind of a children's movie? No. The Santa Claus, mm, that's a good question, Chuck. It was a Disney film. Okay. I always thought of it as being kind of elf-like. I know it's not as funny or as revered, but it's probably PG as well, I would say. It had some, you know, Tim Allen wasn't really a children's entertainer per se. All right, so the original Santa Claus movie was in 1994. Yeah. I was in my uh, fifth year of college. Yeah. So for me, it was not on my radar. For me, it was part of the fabric of my reality. You know? Sure. <laughs> I, I, and I think that may be the thing with me and Elf. Like maybe, I don't know. It's, I don't not, know. it's not in the fabric of your reality? No, it is now. Clearly, you, you've shoved it into the fabric of my reality <laughs> pretty aggressively, might I add. Um, but no, I really want to see it. But the Santa Claus, uh, I, I saw it in the theater, so I can't really speak to whether it's a good movie or not. It, it probably isn't, if I'm being honest. Okay. Be honest, Noel. I always try to be. Don't fucking lie. Hey, man. It's Christmas. I would never. What happens when you lie at Christmas? Does that, does that not bode well 
you get that lump stocking, you get that lump. Yeah, I asked Ruby this morning. I said, Ruby, I said, do you think you're going to be in Santa Claus's uh, naughty list or nice list? Mm. I said, because, you know, sometimes you don't cooperate. And we're, we're in a big phase of trying to get cooperation. Ooh. So we're talking about it a lot. the Santa card. And she said, hmm, I think I'd be in both. She said, because sometimes I cooperate and sometimes I don't. So she's in the middle. Yeah. And very astute. She, she's probably in the naughty and nice list. How does that work, though? It's got to it's gotta shake out one way or the other. Santa's fake, Noel. Oh, what? She gets gifts no matter what. All right. That That's true. Do you think there was ever a parent that really went the full mile and, like, put, like, coal in the stocking and gave no presents? Oh, probably in the old days. Like in the 30s? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Although coal is expensive. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they needed to heat their homes. Well, then you just take it and, you you, you know, it's more of a gift for the parents, really. Right. For the household. Just take it out of the stocking. Take it out of the stocking into, into the, the fire. The fire the coal or the, basket. Or the, uh, the furnace. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What's that shirt you got on, Noel? It's uh, The Shining. Does it say anything or is it just his it face? It says The Shining. Oh, I can't see the bottom. Okay. But I got it at the Timberline Lodge gift shop at the Portland, Oregon airport because uh, the Timberline Lodge is the external right. uh, for the, sh- for the yeah, Overlook Hotel. The exterior. So at the uh-huh. Timberline Lodge uh, store, they sell a lot of shining memorabilia, of including little key fobs for the – over. you know, like, like a hotel key. Oh, for Overlook? Yeah. I got a bunch wow. of those. Um, they have really great hats too. I always buy a hat there. The Portland airport is pretty great. All the stuff they sell there is all super local. You even uh-huh. have like a whiskey kiosk of like this really pricey local whiskey. Nice. And it's a really great airport. Duty free? I don't think so. <laughs> it was quite expensive. I love those old uh, motel key keychains. That's what it is. It's sort of like a diamond shaped big yep. old piece plastic. of plastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our buddy Gail, the Danger Oven Coots, uh, sent me one. Did I say Coots? You did. Coons. Coons. Uh, it was from Jaws, and it referenced uh, Quint. It's, yeah. very, it's very nice. I'll check it out. It was one of my favorite gifts. I'll go digging through your drawers. No, you're not. Okay, fine. Well, what I'm trying to think of is what key I want to use it for, because it can't fit in my pocket. Right. It can't be my everyday key For set. me, I used it as for an extra key that I would maybe give to guests. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. But I don't have a key on my door anymore. You don't have any friends, so <laughs> that was a joke. Wow. It was a joke. You obviously have, like, all the friends in the world. That was... Uh, Weirdly harsh. No. I have no. a digital entry now in my house, so I don't have a key, a house key anymore. You don't – exactly. You just give a code. All I have – yeah, I give a code. I have my key fob for my car, and that's it. No. You don't even have a single – I don't, you don't have, have a shed. single you don't have a shed? key. Not one key. Well, then – No you, shed. What are you going to do with this uh, fob? Well, like you said, give a uh, – well, I could attach – the code to a piece of paper. You need to buy a second home <laughs> and, and make it your old Just school so home. I can have use Just that so you chain. can use that key fob. That's a great idea. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old <laughs> Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. No, we're trying this log gliding thing again because I screwed it up so bad last time. Oh, wait. So you, you, you were a little more clear in your instructions this time. I was. This is what I said. Mini crush. Okay, let's try this log line thing again. Mm-hmm. But with a Christmas angle, write an original log line for a Christmas movie we haven't seen yet. That's, that's going to be fun. Two sentences max. I was very specific. Oh, see, that's, that's how you do it there, Chuck. Well done. Jonathan Cooley says, a jaded retail executive finds himself perpetually reliving the same Christmas Eve. It's Christmas forever. That's very funny. Not bad. It's sort of a combination of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. It's a Wonderful Life. And It's a Wonderful Life and Groundhog Day. Yeah. Kind of. Cooley. Good idea. Groundhog Day is kind of a Christmas movie, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it no, a, not at all. It's it, not. Doesn't it takes it, place it doesn't, on Groundhog Day? No, uh, but doesn't it end up being Christmassy at some point? No, no, it takes that place on Groundhog. That doesn't Day. make sense. Over and over and over. On yeah, Groundhog that's Day. right. <laughs> it might feel that way because because it's a of the small snow town and there's a snowy. lot of snow and there's a isn't there like a like a snow globe situation in it or something? Keep no, going. I'm thinking of uh, Saint <laughs> Elsewhere. I'm just um, gonna let you dig this. Okay, hole. <laughs> you, you know what, Chuck? Go on with the with your game, your reindeer game. Uh, Joshua Hall says, Carol is the last person on earth who believes in Santa, and she's got 12 days to keep Christmas alive. 12 days of Christmas Carol. These are good. It's pretty good. Boy. Christmas Carol. Hollywood, are you listening? Hollywood's always listening. 
They have spies. Mike Mead says, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen. Do you know the story of Sprinter? Is this like sponsored content for Sprint? No, I think uh, I think this just may be a new reindeer. A new reindeer. That no one knows about. So here we go. This could be fun. We could add a little bit of detail to these. So maybe Sprinter, it's almost like an elf type story where there's sort of a fish out of water kind of situation where Sprinter is the reindeer that was for the time forgot because Sprinter like took off and did his own thing and now Sprinter's back and wants a piece of the action. Okay, not bad. Something like that. <laughs> sure. I don't know. There's spitball in here, Chuck. I like it. All right. It's like uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer meets uh, Boondock Saints. I love that. <laughs> yes. Maybe Sprinter, too. He's got a hard edge to him, and the uh-huh. other reindeers kind of don't <laughs> like his vibe because he's a little aggressive. He smokes a lot. Sure. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. He harasses the female reindeer. He really does. He's a real jerk. He's a real jerk. He's almost like a Gordon Gecko type figure. <laughs> Maybe that's it. He went off and made his fortune on Wall Street uh-huh. uh, and then came back uh-huh. because maybe he went bust, but he doesn't. But he's not telling anybody that. That's what it is. Okay. He lost everything because uh-huh. he was a jerk and he had a real Coke problem. Right. But he and comes back he, and he's still got that one nice suit. He's got that one nice suit and he tries to make everyone think that he's coming back, you know, for his own, for like, sure. you know, to, to be part of the family, but he's actually broke. Right. And he's got a, and now he's trying to hustle uh-huh. his way into being one of the, to replace Rudolph perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. And Vixen finds him out. Right. And he's like, you can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is good. All right. Next. Uh, let me see here. I, I want to – Seth, uh, uh, Seth McFarland. Sean McFarland, top fan. Forget the naughty or nice list for this killer, Santa. It was live or die. It's more of a tagline. But that's, oh, that's good. That's good. It's like Saw meets Santa Claus. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's good. This is good. This is good stuff, guys. Uh, David Gooch, the Gooch, one of our oldest friends, says, okay, bud, I got five words for you. Gritty Santa Claus origin story. Santa Claus meets Joker. That's pretty good. Not bad. What what, what would it be, do you think? Hmm. Would it be? Well, you'd have to make the North Pole sort of a hard scrabble. Right. uh, Which it would be. Let's be honest. You know, you don't live in the North Pole in the lap of luxury. Right. You know, it's 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 a survival game. Yeah, yeah. People are, there's only so much wood and coal to go around. Exactly. So the cartel, the coal cartels. The coal cartels. <laughs> get involved. That's when that's when it gets crazy. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And Santa, and also what happens is, you know, with the, uh, you only get so much sunlight, so everyone starts to get a little crazy. Yeah. Too much snow, darkness. Snow blind. Snow blind. Yeah. Snow blind. The Santa Claus story. <laughs> the story of Chris Kringle and that's spelled with K's. Right. Yeah. Deutsche. Santa Claus. Which is the OG, right? It's the OG, yeah. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Jay Frazier, creepy Santa movie. He sees you when you're sleeping, but other times too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, no more needs to be said about that one. Not bad. Uh, Patrick Gorman, one of our oldest friends, says Santa's daughter has to take over Christmas because her brother, who was supposed to take over the family business, is missing. She learns the darker side of Christmas by trying to find out, uh, trying to find her rebellious brother. This is like all the movies we've been talking about combined. Yeah. Why is everyone going dark? There's a mystery here, though, too. I love the mystery element to it. I do. And, yeah, I, I, my, my imagination's running wild here, Chuck. Okay, let's keep going with this. <laughs> oh, this, this is, is really, good. This is fun. Mike uh, Anderson, I think this is the first time we've heard from Mike. Welcome. A screenwriter crowdsources ideas 
for a movie through his podcast influence until the spirit of Christmas changes his ways. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> That's what we're doing right now. That's a good one, Mike. That's very meta. I like that. Uh, let me see. Oh, this is not bad. Our old friend uh, Melinda Bacalao says, careful with that axe because this year Christmas trees are fighting back. <laughs> <sighs> sentient, evil Christmas trees. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. Like the trees from uh, The Wizard of Oz. Those always scared the shit out of me when yeah. I was a kid. Imagine them like, like lurching up, around, up, uprooting out yeah. of the ground and then their big root feet coming at you. There's a new Hulu show coming up about a creepy tree. Really? Yeah, keep going. I'll, I'll find it. Uh, let me see here. Some of these are taglines, but that's okay. Uh, Brian Long, the tradition of Christmas is dying. A group of hip city dwellers rediscover the magic of having a winter celebration. The burden of shopping is gone and a new level of life experiences is discovered that includes their families that they're trying to escape. Okay, not bad. Into the dark. (laughs) Uncovers the horrors of the Ides of March in Creepy Treehouse. I don't know if this is the same one. I saw an ad like on Instagram where it was literally a creepy tree kind of lurking over a little girl. Interesting. Um, I just I, – I, it just struck me as like, how come that hasn't been done? We did talk about the, the tree in uh, Evil Dead, which did not age well. No, it did not. No. Uh, let's do a couple more of these. Tony Klutvik says, due to climate change, Santa has to move to a colder place, so he relocates to the heart of a ruthless politician. With Santa in his heart, the politician slowly becomes a better person and changes his evil ways. That's pretty good. Interesting. A lot what, of CG there. What are the stakes, though? Like, Short how do we— uh, meets— uh, Does he have to kind of, like, you know, is he he's wrestling with this, this possession at first? Like, he's not fully— Probably. He probably wakes up with heartburn. Yeah. That's how you comically show it. Sure. And then he finds himself doing nice things, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's almost like a liar-liar situation. Exactly. It's kind of like that. It's liar-liar meets inner space. There you go. Meets the Santa Claus. Meets interstellar. No. no. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do one more. There's a lot of horror things, that, Santa killing people. I don't like that, everyone. Can we spoil Silent Night, Deadly Night real quick? Sure. Was it a Santa character that was doing that? Was he dressed up as Santa? I don't know. You saw it, though, I thought. No. No. I saw Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Was there a Santa figure in that one? Nope. Okay. It was just Christmas time. Just Christmas time in a sorority house. I, I don't know about Silent Night, Deadly Night. I feel like there was a Santa-esque killer dressed up as Santa in that one. All right. We're going to finish up with, uh, let me see here, Lisa Romano, one of our oldest friends. In the year 2220... The newly Christmas-established Mars human colony is having its first Christmas. Not bad so far. Mm. In an unforeseen twist to the usual preparations, an unusual red spacecraft lands led by 12 very strange-looking creatures. I love it, Lisa. I like it, too. Fantastic. Something just occurred to me. Um, There aren't a whole lot of really big-budget Christmas movies. I think they're sort of considered, like, throwaway seasonal fare. Yeah, like, maybe we'll put $15 into this. Right. And and then maybe it'll, like, you know, make a little bit of money over the holidays. Maybe at the very best, it'll become, like, an elf cult classic that is loved. Elf grows, like, $250 bucks, Yeah. And continues to. Which is rare, though, for Christmas movies. They're usually a flash in the pan and they're gone. Right. It's rare to have a smash hit. I think those Santa Claus movies were smash hits. No, they were. There was a sequel, so that's, you know, a good sign. Like, there's one that just came out that I've already, it's already, I think it's just called Last Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
which is a reference to, I think, the Wham song of the same name. I gave you my uh-huh. heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. Gave it away. <laughs> uh, but it has uh, Daenerys Targaryen in it from uh, Game of Thrones, and it, it, it appeared to have uh, fizzled. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Uh, Will Ferrell was offered about 30 million bucks to do an Elf sequel, and he said no. Because, like, he just wanted to let it ride? I think he was like, yeah, I think he just said, let's just not, let's just not do that. Yeah. I like, I got all the respect in the world for that choice. I do, too. I think John Favreau wanted to do it even. He went, no, man. Sorry. Not doing it. No. It's really kind of the perfect little, little Christmas film. Let it be what it is. Let it be what it is. Uh, all right. We're going to finish up, Noel, with... Uh, What's the most overrated Christmas movie and why? I know your answer is Elf. I can't. I couldn't even. <laughs> Do you have one? I, I don't know. Like, I know you don't like Christmas films in general, it's so you not, probably find most of them overrated. I don't know. Like, I don't. Wh- there, there's so few of them that I even cross my radar. Like Christmas Story, I find to be fun. Okay. Um, it sure seems like they they hold it in really high esteem over there at TBS. Because they play it on a loop every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the only way I've seen it. I, I think I've said this before on the show. I've never seen it in one sitting from beginning to end. I've just seen it right. piecemeal, like in a weird kind of jigsaw puzzle order, you know? You're not into Christmas movies. Are you into Christmas? I like Christmas. Okay. Yeah. But are you into Christmas? I'm into it. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, no, I like Christmas. I'm just trying to get, you know. I enjoy Christmas. Set here. All I right. enjoy Christmas. All right. Just wondering if there was any... Any deep feelings that where you're like, you know, I really don't love it. I don't not love it. I especially okay. love it with the kids and stuff. Right. Um, no, I, I'm, you're making me question my 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 myself. No, 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 not not trying to do that. Just want to make sure everyone knows everything about you. All of everything. <laughs> in my deepest, darkest Christmas secrets. Grant Woody says Polar Express, digital animation's best example of uh, why not to lean too hard. Into the realm of realistic characters. Right. Creepy and off-putting. I didn't see it. Speaking of that, have you watched The the Irishman yet? Uh, Not yet. It's very good. But there's a couple moments where you're like... Is it too weird with the de-aging? Very early on. And then then you forget about it, Mm -hmm. or they start being much more subtle about it. But when the characters are like meant to be super young, it looks like a video game cutscene. It's a little (sighs) weird. And it's like a Scorsese-directed video game cutscene. Yeah. It's very good, though. It's a very, very good film. And and y'all, Movie Crushers, call me on that if you think it was a non-issue. Obviously, it did not affect my enjoyment of the overall picture. Casey's seen it four times. Yeah. So that's like 14 hours of movies watching. That I don't fully (laughs) understand. I thought it was good, but I thought it was just very... Scorsese, like yeah. he's he's kind of got a formula. The oh, guy's for got, sure. and that's why I thought it was kind of like bullshit when he's like calling out the Marvel movies for not being right. cinema, when they take a lot of cues from his formula. Uh-huh. Guardians of the Galaxy with all the seventies music and the sure. big, uh, you know, um, you know, scenes and montages using all the like seventies music. Totally a nod to Scorsese. I just don't understand where he's coming from when he's saying that, when yeah. he himself has made the same kind of gangster picture over and over and over again. Right. They're all great, but I just think it's a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black. All right. Hot take. Hot take, everybody. <laughs> uh, Nick Kelly says, it's a wonderful life. It's only popular because of a copyright issue that granted its exposure. Didn't you point that out recently? No. I, I didn't know about I that. learned that recently. That like, sounds like it, a Ben Bolin fact. Maybe. But what, what the deal was, was like it got buried and then it, it, it didn't get good uh, reviews at the time. It wasn't a success. And then it got, I think it like, 
its copyright had expired or it was in the public domain. And so a television station started playing it every year for Christmas and it became this. Because it's not even a Christmas set story, right. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I think there's Christmas in it, isn't there? I don't know. This guy said it's not even a Christmas movie. Interesting. But that's that's basically he's, he's absolutely right. There is a like the copyright it entered into the public domain, I think, and then a TV station was able to play it gotcha. without paying for it, it's and fake. it and it became kind of this like new hmm. cult kind of thing. Uh, Mike Burdett says this thread breaks my heart. Ha ha ha! It's definitely the Santa Claus. Tim Allen is not, and has never been funny. It's a miracle he didn't ruin Galaxy Quest. <laughs> well. Uh, Mike, I'm kind of with you. I never thought Tim Allen was very funny, but uh? that's my uh, cold heart. <laughs> uh, Lisa Teixeira, one of our old friends, says, love actually. It's boring and neither romantic nor heartwarming. Okay. People sure love it, though. Holding up those it. cards. They hold up those cards. That's all I know about it. I don't it. know anything about it. There's that. a thing about holding up cards with things written on them. Oh, really? Uh, that's it. Hmm. Yeah, that guy that plays the dude in The Walking Dead is in it, um, who plays Rick in The Walking Dead. Oh, sure, the sheriff? Yeah, Lucas something. Anyway. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He went to Porch Fest one year. Really? Yeah, he's around. Yeah, I, see, around. I see him all over all yeah. over town. Uh, let me see here. A bunch of people are saying It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Rachel McAfee says, truly overrated, as in everyone talks about them being so good and mussies, but they're actually boring and underwhelming. Wonderful Life and White Christmas. I haven't seen White Christmas. Which one is that? I haven't seen a lot of these old school ones. Yeah. What about Mir- Miracle on 34th? I haven't seen that either. Yeah. That one involves like the Santa Claus you don't think is real, but then spoiler alert, he's, he's real. I have no I idea. I think that's the deal. Uh, they, re- they remade that one a couple of times too, I believe. Kayla M.H., one of our oldest friends, says a Christmas story. I don't like a single character in the whole movie, and I don't understand why people love it. You know? You like what you like, everyone. Another vote, Maria Vasquez, A Christmas Story. I hate that goddamn movie so much. <laughs> Makes me want to rip my hair out when they play it for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, Patrick Gorman, one of our old friends, says Nightmare Before Christmas. No. Uh-uh. That's a good one. That's one, that's, that's one that I, I, I love. I love it dearly. He says, this is his crit, the hot topicization of that movie took it further into the zeitgeist than it ever deserved on its own merits. Mm, well, I don't think that's true. Okay. I don't like the hot topicization of it, don't get me wrong, but it's a feat of animation uh, genius. I mean, just the, the the fact that they chose to do a movie that way mm-hmm. and sort of set the tone for all of the cool, like, Leica studios and, you know, Henry Selleck is the animator that did all that, you know, based on Tim Burton's vision. Yeah. And the music's great. It's a fun movie. It's a romp. Okay. I love I've never it. seen it. Well, are you kidding me? It's great. You should no, watch there, it. There are a lot of Christmas movies I haven't seen now that I think about it. Well, it's it. beautiful, too, because it's a hybrid. It's a hi- uh-huh. If you don't like Christmas, you got your Halloween. Yeah. Do you know what my deal is, Noel, is I can't I really love Christmas, and I get into the spirit of it, but I can't watch 15 of those movies. You know, that's too much. Like, I watch uh, three Christmas movies sure. a year, and they're always Elf, A Christmas Story, and uh, maybe one of the, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, maybe. Sure, 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 sure. I, like, just think I, I can't take too much of it. Ruby's a little too young for Nightmare because it's uh, a little dark at yeah. times, but I think she'll really like it when she turns maybe like six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real cool. Boy, there's a whole world awaiting her. Oh, big time. Of movies. Can't wait. You guys got Disney Plus yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been, we've been 
Watching a lot of Disney content. A lot of good content there. <laughs> it is. It's good. You know, I'm, I'm all in favor of it. Say what you will about Disney, but um, they do have a lot of good stuff. It's true. Even if they just bought some of it. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Our old friend Debbie Frangadaka says they're all kind of the pits. It's time for some new, better holiday movies. Heard that, Debbie. We, Jenna Van Valen, one of our old friends, live-action Grinch. The original cartoon is pretty flawless, uh, and it didn't need a remake or reimagining. I, I like the live-action Grinch. With Jim Carrey? Yeah. I, I'm a big fan. My uh, my daughter's baby sister, um, uh, sounds confusing, uh, they call me Uncle Noel, my daughter's mom's uh, new baby. Um, <laughs> they She calls that movie Spooky Grinch. Spooky Grinch? Spooky Grinch. Yeah, he's a little dark. He's, he's a little creepy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stellan Carlson says Die Hard for sure. 
gets a lot of quaint 80s nostalgia, point, nostalgia points. But in the end, it's just a basic trope-filled action movie, nothing more. Oh, my God, Stellan. I don't want to say our relationship is over, but that puts a dent in it. Well, a dent in it. First of all, I think it's still uh, up for debate as to whether that's a Christmas movie or not. That's, well, uh, I, I think we settled that last year when we had the writer say it's a Christmas movie. Oh, he said it was. He did say that. Yeah. Remember On your show. He wrote a letter. That's right. Yeah. Our show. He, somebody <laughs> read the – yes. I'm sorry. I was confusing. I read it on our own show. This one here that we're doing yeah, right that's now. Fine. Yeah, no. I don't expect you to remember last year, Noel. You don't remember last week. That's not – Chuck, that's unkind. <laughs> that's unkind, Chuck, and I take great issue with that. Uh, um, let me see here. Mike Doyle. Love Actually is such a piece of trite piece of – I'm sorry. I need to get this right. Love Actually is such a trite piece of shallow nonsense that holds up some of the most unhealthy – and selfish relationships as this wonderful thing. And the 9-11 part, that's just, I mean, come on. There's a 9-11 part? I don't know, man. I've never seen it. That seems messed up. A lot of people are hating on Polar Express as well. Uh, Molly Thibodeau, I can't even get myself to watch it all the way through, and I've tried. How Creepy you... animation in the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, that, that was early, too, in those days. Because it, it wasn't that Zemeckis... Yeah. He really was into that oh, for sure. like a minute. He did like a Beowulf yeah. one too and then kind of abandoned it because it was, you know, everyone hates spooky it. trash. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> spooky trash. Yeah, it was a good band it name. It is pretty good. Um, yeah, that, no, I'm that's so not into that at all. Yeah. Let animation be animation. Let it be stylized. That's the whole point. Otherwise, yeah. pay actors, you know? Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. That's from Jessica Landalba. She says, only because I can never stay awake. Uh, Zach Pointer, Elf. There, I said it. The premise is just too far out there, and acting is blah. What? Too far out there? That seems like an oddly uh, it's a weird pedantic comment, uh, comment there. <laughs> Who is this? It's one of our old pals, Zach Pointer. Oh, I'm sorry, Zach. I'm not no, sure. Zach's to... the best. Okay. Everyone's allowed uh, a dumb opinion That's true. every now and then. <laughs> well, you know, they're opinions. You know what they say, Noel. Everyone's got them. Like butts. <laughs> No? Is that the same? Uh, yeah, something You know, opinions. Everyone's got them, like butts. Yep. I like that. Uh-huh. It sounds like uh, how Ruby would summarize that quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the mind of a three-year-old. Basically. Except she would say butt cheeks. Aha! Uh, let me see. Me One of our old friends, Luke Harkle, wrote, says, Christmas Vacation. Some really funny moments, but overall, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, Christmas Vacation is one I watch. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe there's like four that I will see. I need uh, to give that one a shot. You hadn't seen Christmas Vacation? Well, no, I saw. Oh, you didn't see any of the I saw a Vacation, right? the first one. Okay. I watched it on a plane, and you I you didn't like it, right? I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Um, hey, man, no, no shame in not liking Chevy Chase. Hey, I hate it. I just, I just didn't like. There's so much, you know, build up over over it that I was like expecting just to be like blown away. I also didn't love Animal House. I, th- I think it's like a style of comedy that yeah. maybe. I don't want to say has been improved upon, but it's mm-hmm. just it's a little bit of its time. It, and, yeah, it's uh, of its time. But I also I love Mel Brooks movies. And I love that comedy. So right. it occupies some middle ground, kind of. You it's know, definitely not Mel Brooks. No, it's not. It's no. much. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think. I think uh, well, you haven't seen it yet, but Jojo Rabbit has a bit of Mel Brooks DNA. Oh, I can see that coursing through its. Veins. I can 100 percent see that just from the trailer. Yeah, yeah which absolutely. is very much uh, something we need more of these days. All right, let's finish it off here with uh, Brian Thomas. He has a nice little rant on love, actually. I think it's overhyped. I think there's some gross and creepy stuff in there. I can forgive the unrealistic parts because it's full of Christmas magic and involves those rom-com tropes like meat cutes That's all fine. 
but that wedding filmer needs to get his shit together and stop stalking his friend's wife. Be a professional man. And the dude he leaned on his British accident to, accent to seduce four women at once? They made the women out to be such idiots based on outdated stereotypes. And the running through the airport thing was so overdone even then. Anyway, I feel better getting that off my chest now. Is it Andrew Lincoln that does the British accent? Because he is British. He, he plays, you know, he's the guy that plays uh, the sheriff on, uh, on uh, Walking Dead. But yeah. he's, he's in fact a Brit, a Brit. I wonder if it's him. I don't know. And you know what? I don't even want to see this movie now. No, I, I've, I've never really. I don't like rom-coms really. So it's, It is much beloved though by many people and it, it seems like equally hated. It does seem that way. It's a very divisive film. Who is that? Alan Rickman? Laura Linney. I like her. No, it's a, it's a pretty Emma crazy cast. I mean, Mr. Bean. Who directed it? Is Colin it someone, Firth. Is it someone super famous? And uh, I don't know. Directed by oh Hugh Grant. He he didn't direct it. Did no, he? He's in it though. No, Richard Curtis directed it. And what else did he do? Uh, let me see here. Like a Bridget Jones's Diary kind of situation. Huh. He did Notting Hill. There you go. Four weddings and a funeral. Oh, all all of those Hugh Grant. Rom-coms. Jams, Bridget Jones. Yep. All right, Mr. Yep. Bean. Okay, I get it. Mamma Mia, he's that guy. He is that guy. <laughs> well, good for him. He's a big-time director. He does appear to be so. All right, Noel, I think that's all the time we have. Yeah. Uh, since it's December 23rd, we want to wish everyone a very happy holiday. And as we always like to remind people, holidays are very tough for some people uh, in a profound way, and we are thinking about you for sure. And, uh, you know, reach out to someone if you need to talk this Christmas. And if you have a wonderful, loving, supportive family and you love Christmas, just um, be thankful and grateful for that. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's always easy to think, oh, I'm going to burden somebody. I don't want anybody. I don't want to, like, be an imposition. But I guarantee you, 100% of the time, that's not how other people see it. And, right. and people are always happy to be reached out to right. and, uh, you know, asked to extend a, a helping hand of, Agreed. Uh, of conversation. Especially at that time of year. Especially at that time of year. Yeah. All so, right. So it. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everyone, however you choose to celebrate. And a Merry Christmas to you, Noel. Oh, to you as well, Chuck. And I will see you in January. You got it. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, 
and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.